You've all probably been there. Lunch at three, no bathroom breaks, and we take it as a badge of honor. In this episode, we're going to talk about how taking care of yourself is actually the key component to take care of others. Stay tuned, and I will be right back. Welcome to the Academic Revolution Podcast, where we are creating a movement to change the future of academic medicine forever. I'm Inga Hoffman, a Harvard-trained pediatric hematologist, oncologist, and a passionate leadership coach with over 20 years of experience in academic medicine. This is the first podcast for academic physicians that will show you how to achieve higher productivity, become an impactful leader, and create a highly successful career doing what you love without sacrificing your personal life. You and I know that the traditional system is broken, so it's time to say no to the old publish or perish mentality and say yes to lasting change. Join me as we transform academic medicine from the inside out, one physician at a time, starting right here with the Academic Revolution Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Academic Revolution Podcast. I'm your host, Inga Hoffman, and I'm going to talk today to you about taking care of yourself to take care of others, which is straight from pillar number two, leadership identity. And that is such a wonderful example, actually, this topic, how really you have to lead yourself first before you can lead others. A lot of times in medicine, we are really taught and have adopted a lifestyle of not taking care of ourselves. We kind of ignore our own needs all in the name of patients come first. And you have probably experienced day in to day out. And it's not something we are probably officially taught. In fact, if we really want to have a lecture on that, probably people would advise against eating your lunch at three and skipping bathroom breaks. But it's just something that creeps in and happens. And as a behavior we have observed that we then slide ourselves into. Someone else has modeled this behavior over the years and years in medicine to us. This is kind of how doctors behave. And that's how we do it as well. There is a certain degree of modeling in our profession, in our apprenticeship, when we Uh, uh, trainees, even medical students, even young attendings, we tend to model of what we see in others. And that's not always good. We try to model things that we enjoy in others, leadership qualities, certain skill sets and behaviors, perhaps communication to a patient, etc. But if we inadvertently also adopt a lifestyle, because everybody else is doing it, that isn't so healthy to push ourselves to our limits, to a function under the patient comes first and we come last to the degree that it really is hard to function and obviously that people burn out, they get exhausted and they get sick. So it's really important to take a close look at that and actually see where that behavior is coming from and how we can do it differently. So if you just look at your own life, at your daily routine over the years, 
you probably have noticed that there are patterns that you have picked up that are not particularly healthy, such as going round, like if you're on an inpatient service, you round in the morning, you keep on going with rounds because you just want to get it over with, right? You just want to get rounds done. And that is important. You want to see all the patients and have a plan in place for them to be taken care of for the rest of the day. But often that is to the extent that we say we're going to just push against our natural biological functions of going to the bathroom, drinking enough water, and even eating our lunch somewhat on time. And that makes us really grumpy. And it's honestly not healthy. It is so wrong. And we all know it. But we all have a hard time adapting and changing in the name of, well, we need to take care of the patients first. And there are scenarios where days get really busy, where there are real emergencies, and we cannot adapt. And we just have to go with it. That's why we, we are hardworking people in medicine. But when you honestly think about it, there's also times when you really can take a break and take care of yourself so you can take care of others better. And oftentimes we walk under the philosophy, whether it's in our day-to-day -day lives or in the big picture, we think we don't have time to take care of ourselves. Well, I'm telling you, you don't have time to get sick either and be completely knocked out and in bed or just even going with your day. That's what I used to do. I just kept going and going and going, ignored some of the warning signs my body was giving me. And then by the end of the day or by the afternoon, I had a terrible headache and I couldn't function as well. I couldn't be at peak performance having the best conversation with families anymore, although I think I coped pretty well. But I didn't feel like I was giving it my all anymore because I just couldn't. My head was pounding. Every question from families and residents seemed like, oh, it's pounding in my head so badly. And that was not serving anybody well. We just work against that and thinking, oh, well, that's what I have to do. But it's really not serving people well. And I know that seems obvious, but it's important to talk about it and not just that, but then say, okay, what can I do to take action and change? Like for me, it was oftentimes I just pushed through rounds, wanted to see all the patients, and then I deserved the lunch. And on a lot of days, that worked fine. But on some days, there were just too many patients, too many complicated situations, That lunch got pretty late and then I had a headache. And that really, again, didn't serve anybody well. You can only do that for so long until something breaks. So how can we do it differently at work as well as in our home environment? At work, just make sure you set a time to lead lunch and get some snacks on time. Make a commitment to get rounds done by a certain amount of time. And later in my career, I did exactly that. I said, let's have a goal to have rounds done by noon. And in fact, often that was an important timestamp because the residents needed to go either to lectures or to their own clinic. They had some things to finish up before they went there. So having rounds completely done by noon or before noon was a goal that actually worked for everyone. And then if there are things that weren't done, maybe some patients that still needed to be seen, we could always go back afterwards. But having a goal to have rounds done by a certain amount of time is very helpful. It also keeps you on track during your daily activities and during rounds overall. 
you kind of know, okay, I have that many patients. I have to keep on moving forward. And if there are lengthier discussions that have to be made time for, then perhaps we can schedule a time with a patient in the afternoon. That's really important. It also allows that you see every patient and actually can make a plan and have a good sense of what's going on on your service because that service is your primary responsibility and then can make more decisions and more fine-tuning afterwards. So make a commitment to get through rounds or through clinic by a certain amount of time and then have a break. Even if it's a short break, that's really important. And my personal experience is that residents and trainees really appreciate that too. Number one, they also don't want to be dehydrated and starving with a low blood sugar. They need to eat too, right? They have other responsibilities sometimes due to their training. And they appreciate that there is a structure that they can plan as well and can plan their day and their activities and prioritize their tasks around those things. That is helpful for everyone. And having a set time frame also really makes you set to that time frame. Because if you say rounds are done, whenever they are done, guess what? They're going to last twice as long. If you like it or not, that is inadvertently what's going to happen. But a focused time set will help people focus and have their discussions, conversations, presentations be on point and on task and not be distracted with side hassles or side conversations. Really important. When I was a fellow, I actually had a great example that stuck with me until now, and that's like 20 years ago or so. Um, I remember I had an attending. He was a very, very senior person. He was actually chief of staff at, at the hospital, and he was such a wonderful role model. Again, a person with a breadth of life experience that I still just so cherish and admire and appreciate to this date. And I remember I was a young, eager, first-year fellow, always on the go, 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 you know, want to do everything for my patient. I was very task-driven. I was very uh, always on the ball and making sure things get done. And I could just run forever. But this person taught me something important. He's like, now we're going to take a break. I was like, what? We need to take a break? We have like a day one conversation to do, which is like a conversation with a new cancer diagnosis and for a family to tell them what's going on. Uh, we, we have to do this now. Like I felt like everything was more important and I couldn't take a break. And he said, no, we're going to take a break now. And he took me to the cafe and we just sat down and had some lunch and a nice conversation. And then we went back to work. And do you know what? Everybody was okay. Nobody died. And yes, that family is eager to hear what is wrong with their child and what we're going to do about it. But they will receive a conversation much better with a doctor that is less on the edge, who had a 20-minute break to actually get their blood sugar up and get a little bit rehydrated than somebody who's always on the edge. It is so important. It's such a simple thing. And I know you know this, but are you actually doing it? Now, the same is true for your home environment. Once you're done with, with work, right? Once you come home, make a point to take care of yourself with little things. It might be tiny habits that get you started to take a walk once a day, even for just 10, 15 minutes, to have a little exercise routine before you get to work or after you come back to drink a certain amount of water, whatever it is, and get enough sleep. 
I know when you have little kids, that can be really hard. And if you're a mom and dad of little kids and you feel like you never get sleep, the sleep in the hospital on call is better than at home. We have all been there. And just know that time shall pass as well. It's a moment in time that is difficult, that is exhausting. But know that it is not a forever that your kids will grow up and that you will get out of this phase. I honestly never believed anybody that told this to me when my kids were very little, but it is true. So I want you to just keep that perspective that this is a short, a very short season in time and in your life. So I hope this helped you. Again, I want to remind you, take care of yourself because if you don't, you cannot take care of everybody else, not your family, not your patients, not the people that rely on you. And again, if you say, I don't have time for this, you don't understand anger, I understand very well because I have been there too. But here's what I know. You don't have time to get sick either. And that can throw a much bigger monkey wrench in your wheels than just taking a moment, even if it's just 20, 30 minutes for yourself. So really important. So stay strong. Make sure you take care of yourself in the hospital as well as out of the hospital and um, keep going and have a wonderful day and I'll talk to you soon. If you're an academic physician or physician scientist with a laundry list of things to do on a never-ending to-do list, then I have something really special for you. On August 21st, I will be hosting my very famous Ditch the List Bootcamp. This is a five-day training I have been hosting for years and have trained people around the country on how to have effective time management, have the right strategies to get the right things done that matter for your promotion, for your personal and professional life. If you want to save hours per week, I will teach you the exact tactics and strategies to get out of that overwhelm mode and actually get you doing the right things with more ease. To sign up or reserve your spot at ingahoffman.com forward slash ditch the list waitlist. Again, that is ingahoffman.com forward slash ditch the list waitlist. You will also find a link to this in the show notes. So go there, secure your spot. We are starting August 21st, but get on the list so you will get an email when registration is open. Talk to you soon.